Hi, this is Ed Fitzpatrick. If you enjoy local politics as much as I do, be sure to join our friends at Rhode Island PBS for the show A Lively Experiment. Hosted by Jim Hummel, the weekly series features journalists, pundits, and politicians debating the stories and issues that matter most to us Rhode Islanders. Tune in to A Lively Experiment and be part of the conversation. Fridays at 7 p.m. on Rhode Island PBS and wherever you get your podcasts. From the Boston Globe, this is Rhode Island Report. I'm Ed Fitzpatrick. Welcome back to the podcast where we bring you big conversations from our very small state. My kids crack up when I tell them I used to collect Star Wars cards. And at the end of the podcast, I often ask for your ideas. There's no hiding that I'm from Rhode Island. But why do we talk this way? And what makes a Rhode Island accent different? Here to help us out is Tom Jones, a dialect coach for Hollywood stars who used to work at Trinity Rep and Brown University. We'll talk after this quick break. When you want to go beyond the headlines, let me recommend Rhode Island PBS Weekly. Rhode Island PBS Weekly is an award-winning news magazine broadcast that gives you the full story, powered by investigative journalism and narrative storytelling. New episodes of Rhode Island PBS Weekly drop Sundays at 7.30 p.m. on Rhode Island PBS. Watch past episodes at ripbs.org weekly. That's ripbs.org weekly. Welcome back. I'm here with Tom Jones, a dialect coach who works with Hollywood stars such as Nicole Kidman and who has taught many actors how to sound like a Rhode Islander. Thank you for joining us, Tom. Oh, thank you for having me. I think you have a fascinating career. How did you get into this? Well, I was going to be an actor, so I went to uh, an acting school. I went to Purchase. They picked up on the fact that I was good in the voice and speech area. Hmm. And then I think by my third year of acting school, they asked me to start tutoring the lower classmen. So I started doing that. And then before I knew it, teaching just kept expanding. I wasn't really pursuing it, but it just kept growing and growing. And then they asked me to come up here to Rhode Island to help them start a program that they were going to have with Brown University. And film and television came and found me, and then I did that kind of took off. I grew up in Greenville. I live in Providence now, and all my life I've had this Rhode Island accent. So can you explain to me why do I sound like this? And in other words, why do we Rhode Islanders have this accent? A great deal of it comes from Irish. There's also a great deal of it that comes from old British English. There is also in Rhode Island and New York influence, specifically relating to um, Italians from New York. It's, there's a big cultural blend here. Yeah, in 2006, you worked on the Showtime series Brotherhood, and you helped the actors sound like Rhode Islanders there. What were some of the key things they needed to learn? Well, that was a tough one because, you know, like three of the principal players were not, were not American. So oh. they had, you know, and it's not, New England's not easy for an American to do well. That's not from here, right? Um, it's very, very specific. Um, it, Boston is probably the most complicated dialect that our country has because it's full of contradictions. 
right? You think it's one way and then something changes. I think rhythmically it was really important to find the rhythm. It's not enough to get just the, the changes of the sound. You have to get the music of the place. Hmm. And so I would take this Australian actor named Jason Clark to the New York systems, uh, you know, like the place where you get your weenus. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, not, not good yeah. for his digestion. So it's like yeah, you yeah. have to go. I said, you have to go into this restaurant and you have to order, you have to order your weenus in the accent and you just have to deal with it. Did you, you get to him to say to three, three all the way? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, three all the way. That's awesome. Tell us about getting Miles Teller to sound like Paz, Vinny Pazienza, the boxer oh, from Rhode Island. Fun. That had to be fun. What, what, how did you help him do that? He did a very good job, and they all did. So this is a clip from Bleed for This, um, and this is Miles Teller yeah, doing I this I, I Vinny Pazienza. The boxing world looks, uh, looks shiny from the outside. It's filled with promises that most of them turn out to be lies. What was the biggest lie you were told? It's not that simple. It's not that simple. I'd say it's the, the position of his tongue is really great. So Rhode Islanders, the tip of the tongue is more forward. So the articulation is on the back of the teeth in general American or like kind of the way I speak, which is sort of a broadcast type speech, the tip of the tongue goes to the gum ridge. He's articulating with his tongue a little more forward. And so like the back of the, the back of the tongue is hitting the back of his teeth rather than hitting the gums up at the top, at the top of the teeth. And so it affects a lot of the consonants. So that's what I got excited about there is his like teeth is almost teeth rather than teeth. Um, he does promise, ah, like you do with your job. Turn does the same thing that World did, right? Turn, um, out. He kind of did the out. I wish he did it more, but that's okay. Do you have any more clips you can play us? Um, let's see. We found this sample when looking for people to listen to to prep Bleed for this, and this woman had such a fantastic accent we just had to use it, and I, I wanted you to hear it because it's so precise. This is a commercial for Quality Curtain Outlet in Coventry, Rhode Island. When I found this place and I came in, I can't tell you what I did. I had to do the whole house. I had to. I mean, something like this, and the other ones I bought were so unbelievably beautiful. You could never find these curtains anywhere. Believe me, you could never, never. Curtains, curtains. What is typically done in pronunciation of English is something that's called a nasal plosion. Curtain, curtain, curtain. And Rhode Islanders, some Rhode Islanders, not all, glottalize the nasal plosion. So it's curtain, button, kittens, mittens, that kind of a thing. Sure. It goes all the way back to England, you know, of the old-fashioned Cockney accent, a little bit, and the curtain, and uh, it, uh, it, uh. everything comes from someplace, right? Yeah, yeah. She also did a lot of Irish things hmm. that you actually don't do, I don't think. It's interesting, but she does, which she would say in the house and a boat. How did you use this with the actors? 
oh, I haven't listened to it and talked to them about it just the way I'm ha- talking with you about it. And then I would say, okay, this this ow sound in south and house needs to go south and house, or we're going, are you going out? You going downtown, hmm. right? There's all in all those words. Then we look at their text and we say, what are the words that have that sound in them? And then we track that and then we practice it, you know, just incorporating it. It's better to do it before you memorize it. If you memorize it one way and then have to try to at the accent after. So, you know, actors that are working in an accent or a dialect are, uh, it's, it's a, it's a complicated process. Yeah. That's gotta be hard. I I have new respect for the ones who do it well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little like being able to sing, you know, you've got to have an ear for it. Then I go another way. I start teaching their body. So, because usually somebody who can't hear, they have another sensory thing that is very strong, and it's usually the sense of touch or feeling, physical feeling. So then it's like, okay, you have to like lift taller inside of your mouth, keep your tongue more forward, round your lips more. So then, you know, Hmm. I'll head more in that direction if they can't hear and repeat what they hear. Oh, that's interesting. Some learn differently. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to introduce Megan Hall. She's the brains behind this operation, the producer of the Rhode Island Report. Megan, thanks for joining us. Hi, I'm not a Rhode Islander. We're going to teach you how to speak like a Rhode Islander with Tom's help today. We're imagining you're up on Smith Hill at the State House, and you want to get the attention of the House Speaker. So you say, point of order, Mr. Speaker, I'd like to send that bill back to the Corporations Committee. Just say it in your own accent first. Point of order, Mr. Speaker, I'd like to send that bill that bill back to the Corporations Committee. Great. Okay. So we're going to do it one phrase at a time. But first, we've got to get your voice into the right place, right? So when you gargle, what does that feel like? Oh, 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 oh. Okay. And then now you move the gargle, go, 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 into your nose, go, 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 Add your nose to it, too. Yeah. Okay. That's where their voices live, right? Don't open your mouth much. In the corners of your mouth, imagine that you're smiling and then stifle it, pull it in, right? So, go, 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 go. So, that's basically the vocal posture that I'm looking for. First phrase, say it again. Point of order, Mr. Speaker. Point, 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 point. point. And then the, the, the N and the T at the end are kind of in my throat, right? Point, point. Right of yeah. order of order. So okay, you've got yeah. You have to have a lot of space up into your head. Order order. Yeah. So point of order. Point of order. And then the R on the end of order, you're 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 not pronouncing right because that's actually a vowel. And point of order. Yeah. Point of order. Point Mister, of order. Mister Speaker. Speaker. Good. And see, yeah, you're not opening your mouth much at all, right? Point of order, Mr. Speaker. Point of order, Mr. Speaker. That's pretty good. What's the next bit? I'd like to send that bill back to the Corporations Committee. I'd like to send that. I'd like to send that. I'd like to send that. Now listen to the TH. I'd like to send that. Oh, I'd like to send that. Yeah, that. It's that. almost like dat, but oh. I'm not doing a D. It's more like something in between a D and a TH. I'd like to send, send that. that. That, that tip of the tongue is flat against your front teeth. I'd like to send that. I'd like to send that. Bill back to the Corporations Committee. Bill. Bill back. So the ass sound in back, <laughs> the ass sound in back is very horizontal, which means it kind of goes from side to side. Don't open your mouth much and put it into the bridge of your nose. 
back. Back. Right. I'd like to send that order back. To the Corporations Committee. Corporations Committee. Corporations. Cor. Yeah. Corporations Committee. Good. Now just calm that down. Like mix that with yourself a little bit. Back to the Corporations Committee. Better. Pretty good. Pretty good. We got rid of the perfectionism. Don't worry about being perfect when you're learning something. And so what's the whole thing? Point of order, Mr. Speaker, I'd like to send that bill back to the Corporations Committee. Point of order, Mr. Speaker, I'd like to send that back to the Corporations Committee. Say it to us like you're this person. Go ahead, one more time. Yeah, because like you, you point out it's fast. Like it's it, so fast Rhode and Island clips. All yeah, you fast just, and yeah. two is tough. I don't even know where your people breathe. Anyway, truly, do you breathe? Breathe. Anyway, go ahead, go go ahead. Point of order, Mr. Speaker. I'd like to send that bill back to the Corporations Committee. Point of order, Mr. Speaker. I'd like to send that back to the Corporations Committee. Pretty good. I mean, that's really quite good. You got my vote. I, I'd send you up to Smith. And you don't have that all that actor training and stuff. You know, you're just like jumping in and going for it. What was the difference in the sensation for you in speaking that way? What's the physicality of that? You don't open your mouth as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you're keeping your lips sort of closed the whole time. Right. Right. Yeah, mumbling. It almost feels sort of like mumbling yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Stiff upper lip. Right. But yeah, up at the state house, I think a idea of the. The Mount Rushmore of, of uh, state legislators with Rhode Island accents. Joanne Giannini is one of them. Hi, I'm Joanne Giannini. I'm a lifelong Rhode Islander, born in Providence, grew up in Providence, and yes, I do park my car in the garage. <laughs> I do park my car in the garage. So she said, Joanne. Joanne, the ah sound in Joanne, right? If I was like, you know, doing my non-regional like nearly broadcast speech, right? Joanne, she says Joanne. So she's not opening her mouth at all to make that vowel. And when I'm doing it, I'm dropping my jaw, Joanne. Joanne, Anne, and it's almost becoming an eh. It's got a lot of nasality. Um, Then she says long, long, right, is the way I would say it in my somewhat non-regional speech. Long, and she would go, Long, long, which is very similar to uh, New York treatment. So that wah, wah. And then she says, I grew, I grew, I grew. So she, the R, the consonant R, is almost like a W. Hmm. I grew up in Providence. I'm exaggerating. No, it's almost which a is W. What, it's what people w, yeah. that do, you know, that do what I do, we, we kind of like go a little extreme when we're teaching it so that then when people kind of settle into it, it comes into a kind of calmer, more integrated right, right, place. Yeah, yeah. So Providence was, Providence was like Providence. It's great. Yeah. She's amazing. She is. She is. I She's agree. very direct. See, that's the thing direct. I would always say about New England is that it's very direct. Huh. And that's kind of, you can hear that in the rhythm, in that clipped fast rhythm that, that New Englanders use. It's very direct. It does, it's no nonsense. It's not, don't waste my time. So the language mm-hmm. really reflects the culture. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah, because we're pretty yeah. direct, I'd say. Yeah, the pronunciation, the pitch use, all of it. 
Well, I, I grew up in the same town as our former governor, now the U.S. Commerce Sec- Secretary, Gina, as I would say, yes. G- Gina Raimondo, and she doesn't have much of a Rhode Island accent at all. Is it something, or, or do you think she does? She does. She does still. I can hear it for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as much but as But I don't think she has as much as you do, and so when you hear her, you don't he- you're, you're like, yeah. Yeah, you it probably don't notice it, but not yeah, as I much. can I can hear it. You can yeah. hear it still. Yeah. I can hear it in the way she approaches words. I don't want to see it in the parks. I don't want to see it on the streets. Huh. In the way she lands ideas, it's got it, it. It's very precise, very kind of clipped. Knock it off. This is serious business. You wouldn't say her delivery is warm, necessarily, right? And she's yeah. probably a perfectly, wonderfully warm person. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just talking about, you know, like the way words flow and the way they kind of invite you in. And right. all of that is rhythmic use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. And do you find that Rhode Islanders she's are— She's blunt. She's blunt, yeah. Do you find that Rhode Islanders are proud of their accent or are they embarrassed by it and trying to get rid of it? I think a mixture. Yeah. And I think we all are about our sound of, you know, wherever we come from. Now, I have two sons, and they have zero Rhode Island accent. They just make fun of I me know. for saying, for, like, I cannot distinguish between, a, a, a. they'll say, grizzly beer or Budweiser beer. To me, it's the same word. Beer. Yeah, let's go get some beers. Beer and beer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? beer. So I have to admit that makes me a little sad. Are, are regional dialects fading away? Yeah, to a certain extent, yeah. Huh. Yeah. And if I want to get a strong regional dialect, I always go to older speakers. And, you know, YouTube is the fantastic source for for dialects these days. It's been such a gift. I can find just about anything. You seem to truly love your work. What excites you about studying and teaching about language? Well, I mean, the bottom line is it's the way that we connect with each other, right? It's the way we connect our thoughts and feelings to other people's thoughts and feelings. It's the way that in some ways we find, no, in many ways we find community, right, is through our use of language. It's the way that we feel less alone. I think the thing about studying it that I'm discovering the longer that I am with it and go deeper into understanding the way that people speak, I think at first when people approach this work, they just notice all the differences. Now I'm noticing how we're connected because it tells a story. It tells a story about where we're from. It tells a story about the history of the world, frankly. If you listen to a Jamaican accent, you can hear that it's musically, rhythmically, in some pla- in some ways phonetically also, it has a lot of sounds that will remind you of West Africa. But you can also hear that the musicality of it and also some of the phonetic sounds are Irish. And so it's a blending of those two cultures. And that tells the story of British colonization because the British had enslaved people from West Africa on their plantations in Jamaica. And they also had Irish people that were basically enslaved there as well. And those two communities got together and formed a way of speaking that was common to them. And that happens all over the world. Hmm. It's fascinating. Yeah, that is interesting. Well, Tom Jones, I'm wicked glad you joined us today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. It was a pleasure. Last week, we asked you to record your own Rhode Island accents. Here are some of our favorites. Hi, my name is Scott Bocchio. I'm originally from Providence. 
I want two hot weenies all the way, a coffee, milk, and a drink of water from the bubbler. Hello, my name is Joe Rock. I'm a realtor. I live and work in the West End in Providence. I definitely don't have the strongest Rhode Island accent, but I think it certainly comes out when I let people know the town I'm from, which is Coventry. Uh, can you introduce yourself with your full name? I am Alice K. Connolly. We're going to be doing an episode on Rhode Island accents. Cool. Can you say Star Wars cards? Star Wars cards. <laughs> First, let me say I love your show. You're very fair. Your Honor, I'd like to plead uh, guilty with an explanation. I know there's no overnight parking in Providence. What happened was we'd gone out for my buddy's bachelor party, and then we wound up at uh, Haven Brothers afterwards. We thought it was smarter to just leave the car and uh, figure it out later on. My name is Ryan Connie. That's my Rhode Island accent. I live in North Providence, but I grew up in Smithfield. Go Sentinels. My name is Kathy Crudell from Cranston, Rhode Island. I would just like to say that on our wedding night, my husband and I stopped to get hot wieners and coffee milk. I love chowder and clam cakes. And one other thing, everyone laughs when I ask them, do you have a bubbler? So I'm proud to be a native Rhode Islander, and I will never leave. Thank you. My name is Matthew Dawson. I'm from East Providence. I recently ran for office in the primary. I was successful. The thing that got me most, though, is as I went door to door, people kept telling me that I have the worst Rhode Island accent they've ever heard. I cannot hear it. I have no idea what the heck they're talking about. To listen to more Rhode Islanders and check out an article about how we pronounce our vowels, go to globe.com slash Rhode Island. Rhode Island Report is a production of the Boston Globe. Today's episode was produced by Megan Hall, Carlos Munoz, and Scott Hellman. Audio mixing and mastering by Marissa Ewing of Hemlock Creek Productions. Our music is from APM. I'm Ed Fitzpatrick. See you next week. Looking to binge watch all your favorite PBS shows? You need Rhode Island PBS Passport. Masterpiece, Antiques Roadshow, Rhode Island PBS Weekly, and many more. Watch them all, anytime, and from any streaming device. Learn more about this member benefit at ripbs.org passport. That's ripbs.org passport.